We get it. You're busy. You don't have time to waste on the mainstream media. That's why Salem News Channel is here. We have hosts worth watching, actually discussing the topics that matter. Andrew Wilkow, Dinesh D'Souza, Brandon Tatum, and more. Open debate and free speech you won't find anywhere else. We're not like the other guys. We're Salem News Channel. Watch anytime on any screen for free 24-7 at snc.tv. And on local now, channel 525. Buckle up and settle in for a full hour of automotive mayhem with the real car guy, master technician, Mark Salem, where the only two things we can't fix is a broken heart and the crack of dawn. To talk to Mark, call 602-508-0960. That's 602-508-0960. Now, once again, here's Mark. Well, good morning, everybody. Four minutes after the hour of 10 o'clock. We're here for the next two hours, and we're talking about cars, and predominantly your cars, not ours. If you have a question about your car, or if you have a disagreement with your husband or your wife or your kids about what do we do about this or that? Or maybe you took your car into a shop recently and they told you you needed some work. We can talk about that kind of stuff. And I say we, that's because I have Dave Martin from Martin's Auto. He's on 16th Street south of Indian School, and you've been around there since covered wagon times, haven't you? <laughs> yeah, they called us blacksmiths back in the day. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. That's exactly right. Good morning, Mark. Good morning. Good morning. It. Your dad started that as a Texaco station. But before that, it was a Chevron. It was a Chevron. Right. So that was what year? Do you remember? 1971. Okay. So it's 50 years. We're celebrating 50 years uh, of being in business, and we started out as a Chevron service, full-service gas station back then with auto, auto bays on 20th Street in Osborne. Okay. And and you're talking a half a mile in, yeah. in the area. Right yeah, there. about a half a mile. Okay. And so so you started in 71, mm-hmm. and... Do you? When was the first time you remember working at Dad's shop? Well, I was ten years old, okay. and uh, yeah, it was it was probably a few years, probably five years after he started it, and I, I I was about ten years old, and my dad came to me and my two brothers and said, "There's no free lunches. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you need to get to work." <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so. yeah, yeah, we're going to teach you how to empty trash cans, sweep the bays, uh, blow off the islands, wash the islands. And change the windshield washer wiper buckets and load the towels. How close am I? Oh, very close. And we we had we had planters out front of the shop with trees in them and stuff, and they had mm-hmm. weeds in them. So he always liked to make sure that was tidy and clean. One of the things that he used to make I did a lot was we I used to sort out lead wheel weights. Oh, and and put them back in the bins, you know, because the techs would throw them on the, in a bucket, and, and I'd sort them out. And I think pretty much today, if you had your kids, you know. 10, 11-year-old kids sorting out lead wheel weights, you probably get prosecuted. Yeah, yes, you're right. You're right. Oh, absolutely. Oh, yeah, yeah. You got them sorting lead weights where they don't have a moon suit on and all this other stuff. Oh, some of the things that we did. Did you ever see your dad use gasoline to pop the bead on a tire when he was inflating the tire? Oh. And and, it, and he couldn't get the beads to seat, so you, we would put gasoline or some carb spray inside the tire, light a match, stand back, boom, the tire would blow up and the tire would seat on the wheel, and then you'd air it up and send it on its way. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, that was, uh, well, the machines that we had, I remember the the tire machine wasn't, uh, you know, wasn't uh, ga- uh, air or electric. You had to you put the pry bar in there and you had to get three people to pump the bead off of exactly. it. Exactly. It was crazy. Uh, yeah. Today, we have a tire machine right now that you push a button 
and you take this hand and you touch it here, here, and here, and you walk away and you come back and the tire's hanging on the machine. I know. On and off. Yeah, it's you see all this stuff and, and you look at the, the technology that goes into the, even the tire machines today is, is insane. Th- this machine has a big arm that goes horizontal and you push the tire onto the arm and then it goes this way and it locks it in and does all this fancy stuff. Now, I paid more for this machine than my first house in 1973. I believe you. But it's a machine that we haven't broken a wheel. We haven't screwed up the beat on a tire. So it saved me lots of money for the mistakes that we would typically have made with the older uh, dynamic, so to speak. 602-508-0960 if you have a car question or problem. There's a shop up on Greenway and 40th Street called Blackwell Automotive. I don't want you to go there. He's no good. He can't fix cars. He doesn't know anything about cars. His name's Tom Blackwell. He just got out of jail. His wife is the nicest lady in the whole wide world. But if you live in that area, which is in the northeast Scottsdale area, the only shop I can kind of recommend is Blackwell Auto at 40th and Greenway. And you can well imagine him and I are really good friends. And, and, um, and many people say that we're twin brothers of different mothers. And I take that as a personal affront. <laughs> but he says it's because of you, Mark Salem, that they say that. And nevertheless, Blackwell Automotive, 40th and, and uh, Greenway. When it comes to, to car maintenance and repair, what I'm seeing a lot in a variety of venues with insurance companies, aftermarket warranty companies, um, and different kinds of, uh, and we have lots of different shops. We have, starting at the top, we have dealers. And I don't mean at the top, but yeah, the dealers. And then we have independent repair shops. And then we have chain stores. And then we have do it all or do just a specific part, tranny shops or diff shops or air conditioning shops. So we have specialty shops. Mm-hmm. I think the thing that bothers me the most is is we've gone from just windshields to now all of a sudden the guy that was doing windshields can do everything to your car. And I understand why. It's because that market never really blossomed into anything that was big. So now he's doing air conditioning work and a lot of other stuff. But the real question would be is, is, is I wonder what his level of expertise is. When you look at the, the certifications and stuff, they're just not there. But what I find most amusing is that people are being told, and I'm being told this by the people that heard it, that the owner manual doesn't apply to Arizona and that the owner's manual should be cut in half. So if your tranny service is 100, you should do it at 50. Or they just ignore the owner's manual and say, oh, no, we need to do all your fluids at 30 or 35 or 50. So I'm seeing a lot of that in the cars that are in the last decade, 10 years old. And that's that's concerning. And I've even heard that concerning from the legal arena. So the some lawyers and, and a judge or two has said, would you comment on that? So what do you think? Well, I think I think some cars, um, the owner's manual uh, is a guide, and I think there's some things that maybe the hot weather does affect um, uh, certain vehicles that are are having issues. Well, you look at the you look at the direct injection for an mm-hmm. example. Um, they're having a lot of problems with with the valves getting carboned up. Well, mm-hmm. you're, you're having to service those a lot sooner than you than you ever did uh, um, with the with the uh, you know the other injection the the regular fuel injection i should say and so um there is some things that i think you need to to maintain a little bit more than maybe what the owner's manual does say uh, but uh, i've always looked at the owner's manual as a as a great guide to look through and uh and guide you in the right direction but i you know we're seeing some things that that um 
we step it up a little bit. And and I can I can I can agree with you in, in stepping it up. We got a, a synthetic oil that the car calls for a synthetic, and it calls for a twelve thousand mile oil change. Mm-hmm. I if if I have a lady in Ahwatukee Mountain Park Ranch area, and I know that she's going to do eight thousand miles a year. I might call her in once a year just so I can see the rest of the car. However, it's also possible that I move her to a semi-synthetic, which more appropriately describes the 8,000 miles she's going to be driving in. 3,000 to 7,500 is conventional, and then 8,000 to 10 is the semi-synthetic, and then north of 10 is the synthetic. Those are the typical, those aren't typical, those are the oil change intervals for those three kinds of oils. So, but I saw not too long ago a premium oil change. How much is your synthetic oil change? It's uh, usually right around about sixty nine ninety five. Synthetic. Now they go all the way up to about one forty. Yes, exactly. Depending on how many quarts of oil and what the filter costs, and depending on the car. But if you're taking it like an average, you know, like a Japanese car or an American mm-hmm. car, it's 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 pretty close to right around you know seventy bucks. Okay, so you're on the cheap side. Yeah. On a full synthetic. Yeah. I I saw a premium oil change for one forty nine with a three thousand mile sticker on it. You can't have it both ways. No. You can't put a premium oil and talk about the long-term effect or the long goodness. And, and this synthetic oil is going to last at least a year in most people's lives because it starts at 10 and Mercedes goes to 15. So 10,000 miles, then you can't call them in at 3,000 miles to drain out a, a premium oil no. that you charged them $149 to, to change. That's just not right. No, and but I think you hit the nail right on the head when you said the main thing is is getting that vehicle looked over once or twice a year. Uh, you know, you're going to take a trip over the summer uh, before summer hits. You know, that car should be looked over. We should, you know, we should make sure that everything's where it's supposed to be. Uh, I think that's the key right there. Whether you change the oil or not, uh, you know, I, I, it doesn't matter. The bottom line is is that we want our customers. We'd like to see them every six months. And and that and that's that's exactly why Simon synthetic for those ten and twelve thousand miles a year people. I want to see you before the summer. Yeah. And I want to see you six before the winter. Yep. That's it. So I'm going to put an oil in to call you back in at the beginning of the summer and the beginning of winter, and we're going to do an oil change and we're going to look it over. And and I think you'll agree we're looking at things on your car. We're not we're not capable of saying that this fan belt's going to fail in 18 and a half months. We're not. All we can do is look at to the next stopping point. So is this fan milk going to last six months? Yes. Is there anything that would suggest it isn't? No. Okay, fine. It's going. So it's, it's those kinds of things. But unfortunately, I think you'll agree that the maintenance on newer model cars is about half as much as what it used to be. Oh, yeah. So we got fluids that are 100,000-mile fluids that we used to do at 15 and 30 intervals. Yeah. So we're doing coolant, and we're doing um, transmission services, and we're doing gear oil at 100,000 miles now. So all of a sudden, we've lost a lot of that fluid-changing stuff just because of the of, of the significance of the improvement on the oils. Well, you even look at the brakes. I mean, the brakes on cars, we used to do them every 30,000. I mean, they, they, the front brakes would wear out. You'd wear, you'd do the first ones around 30, mm-hmm. 35, and then you'd do the rears around 60, and then you'd end up doing the fronts again. Um, but with the four-wheel disc on these cars, I mean, you're getting 80,000, 90,000 miles out of it. Oftentimes, you're right. Yeah. You're, you're exactly right. So we've lost a lot of of the stuff that we used to do, but at the same token, like you're the direct ignition, you're talking about, folks, what we've got, oh, by the way, the phone number, if you've got a comment, 602-508-0960, thank you, Gil, 602-508-0960, Gil is the engineer who says you haven't given the phone number yet, <laughs> so that's okay, that's why Gil's here, It, you're you're exactly right, there is a, a, a conflict with respect to all of that, and, and when do we bring you in and stuff, because I, 
what are you going to do? Like me, Awatuki, I got people that do 5,000, 6,000 a year. Yeah. I need to see you at the beginning of the summer. Okay. Right. That's it. I, I'm going to do my best to kind of look ahead to find out what's marginable. Margin. Is, what's the word I'm looking for? What's measurable? No, it's, it's, it, it's what isn't, is close to being, we need to deal with it. Okay. Um, I just lost the word in my head because I'm looking at the clock and everything else. The, the idea is, is I don't think you're going to go another year. I'd like to do this now because right. it's due. It'll be due halfway between now and next year. But that's the kind of issues we have. But right now I'm seeing tickets for cars that um, even if you use a, a rolling uh, call on, on transmission services and all that kind of stuff, I'm seeing people making up excuses to do fluids again at 15 and 30s, and I'm a little uncomfortable with that. And. Unless, of course, it's a 10-year-old car with 30,000 miles on it, then I'm okay with that. Well, you get, oh, yeah, the older cars, uh, you, you probably do need to step it up a little bit and service those a little bit more. But the main thing that I we tell our customers is if you're going to go across the desert, uh, get the car looked over first, you know. Uh, you know, I'll tell you a funny story. My daughter calls me one day and says she's going to California. And I says, well, how are you getting there? And she says, I'm driving my car. I says, did you have me look it over before you go on? No. <laughs> Yeah. It'll be fine. I go, no, it won't. Get your yeah. get down. And, and this is funny. She's She has a dad who owns an auto shop, and, and yeah. it blows my mind. Oh, uh, yeah, we could go into that story. <laughs> I mean, mothers, fathers, friends, <laughs> you, you give them advice, they ignore the advice, and then they call you and they say, well, I'm stuck in Payson, <laughs> and, and the engine's overheating. I think we talked about this. <laughs> I think you were adding coolant on a regular basis, and I think, well, a, a simple pressure test would tell you what's the matter with it or where the coolant's at. But now, all of a sudden, we got a tow truck for 100 miles, and we have a new engine. Yep. So well, I wish we would have done this, t- you know. Nevertheless, 602-508-0960. Dave Martin from Martin's Auto. Mark Salem will be right back. Phoenix Body Works is a family-owned and operated collision repair facility that opened in 1982. That's over 35 years ago, helping family and friends with their collision repair needs with unparalleled honesty, integrity, and quality. We have grown into the finest collision repair facility in the Valley of the Sun. We are located on 19th Avenue one half block north of Deer Valley Road. We're open Monday through Friday, 7.30 a.m. to 5 p.m. and on Saturdays from 9 a.m. to 12 noon for estimates. Give us a call at 623-582-1434 or visit our website at www.phxbodyworks.com, view our YouTube video, or read our Yelp reviews. Remember, it's your vehicle and you decide who repairs your vehicle not the insurance company. We work with all insurance companies on your behalf and eliminate the stress of dealing with the repairs. We are not beholden to the insurance company. At Phoenix Body Works, we work for you. This is attorney William J. Wolf, host of Middle East Radio Forum, heard every Sunday at noon here on 960 The Patriot. There is simply no better way to keep up with the fast-moving events happening in the Middle East that greatly affect the rest of the world. I have an interesting and informative guest on the show every Sunday. Please listen and spread the word about this very important show. That's Middle East Radio Forum, Sunday at noon on 960 The Patriot. Take The Patriot with you wherever you go. The 960 The Patriot mobile app. Your Alexa, TuneIn, iHeart, and Radio.com. It's your voice of reason 24-7. 
Take a look under your bed. Find stuff under there? What about jobs? No? Now try your basement. There's a pair of overalls that overall you're not so into anymore. A perfectly good laptop that hasn't sat in your lap in months. And even more stuff, but still no jobs? Well, you really have both. See, stuff is defined as household articles considered as a group. Sometimes this stuff is no longer needed. Wait, no longer needed? That can't be right. Because remember those jobs you were looking for? Those are really needed, and they're the stuff inside your stuff. Even inside that winter coat that moved with you to Phoenix. Our job is to unlock those jobs, and it starts when you donate your stuff to your local Goodwill. Here's how we do it. When you donate to Goodwill, we sell your stuff to provide job training for people right here in your community. So just by teaming up with Goodwill, you help create jobs. And isn't that worth parting with the leftover guitar from your 80s cover band? Goodwill. Donate stuff, create jobs. Find your nearest donation center at goodwill.org. A message from Goodwill and the Ad Council. The storks are bringing me a baby brother. We can do this together. All right, let's go. Storks know how to keep kids safe. Do you? What? Oh, my gosh, you don't know. <gasps> I know. You don't. <laughs> oh, man, you laugh when you're uncomfortable. <laughs> no. Making sure your child is in the right car seat is one of the steps to safer travel. I will rock this. You will rock this. To know for sure that your child is in the right car seat for their age and size, visit safercar.gov slash the right seat. Cool, cool, cool. Very cool, very cool. Brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Ad Council. You don't need to get a second job as a stuntman to save money. We need a new stuntman. You just need FeedThePig.org. Don't get left behind. Get tips and tools at FeedThePig.org. Brought to you by the American Institute of CPAs and the Ad Council. Well, when it comes to a good shop, another shop in town is Kurtz Automotive. It's up at I-17 in Bell. Kurtz is a great shop. He's very honest. He got family working there. He's got his wife, and he's got his son-in-law, and he's got his daughter. And I, it's it's many of the shops on my list, if not all of them, are go-to shops for me. So if somebody calls me in the geographical area, I'm going to send in a shop that I already know the owner, probably have his cell phone in my my phone, and he's got mine, and I can refer people to them, knowing full well that they'll do a good job. Kurtz, the story again and again has always been Lading was told by two or three different shops he needed an engine, and Kurt f- replaced the oil pressure switch and sent her out the door, and she, she, her, everything was perfect for like 80 to, I don't remember if it was 80 or $100. So that's the kind of shop he is, I-17 in Bell. Dave Martin from Martin's Auto, which is 16th Street south of Indian School, and you're a second generation because I yep. knew your dad in the 70s when he was with Texaco. Or Chevron first and then, and then Texaco. Texaco. Yep. I don't know that I knew him in the Chevron time, but I opened up the mobile station in Ahwatukee in 79. And so that's when I got into the gas station business, but I knew a lot of them before then because your dad was Bill Bridwell and Whitey yeah, yeah, Omgel yeah, yeah. and all those old guys out of Scottsdale. Were you ever a Chevron gas station? No. Uh-uh. You were, uh, just mobile. Mobile was the only thing you ever did. Okay. Yeah. 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 In Ahwatukee, we opened up the mobile station there. So my wife and I, she left the bank, and I left the police department, and we opened up, the, and she says, what did we do? And I said, I told you this wasn't going to work. <laughs> yeah. so, How smart are you, Mark? Exactly. That's what she said, too. So it, we, we have, I think the thing that winds my underwear up the most is, is Google. Yeah. And um, it, 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 it's a something that you have to deal with every day, and I jokingly say that Google is a federal prisoner in New Hampshire telling everybody how to do stuff as if he was an authority in that. Yeah. You told me a story a long time ago about a guy that you had bid 
the job. And w- and and I think you'll agree we don't bid in hours, we bid in dollars. Right. So if it's an hour and right. we're at hundred dollars right. an hour, it's a hundred bucks. So you bid it and it was basically a five hour job and he said no, it's fifteen minutes. Yep. Now tell the rest of the story because that's an interesting story. And I and I want to know how you got out of it. Go ahead. Well what what had happened is the, the the guy came in there and he was asking how much does it cost to do this job. We'd we'd bid it and he said, Well it's only a fifteen minute job and and my service advisor asked him at the point, he said, how do you know it's a 15-minute job? And he said, well, I, I watched it on YouTube, and it was only a 15-minute video. And uh, he obviously doesn't understand how those videos work. Uh, nobody's going to watch a five-hour video to to see how to do something. So what they do is they clip it. It's mm-hmm. you know There's just clips of the pertinent stuff that you need to take apart, the most important things that you take apart. And uh, so he thought that that was just a 15-minute job. And, and uh we had told him, no, uh, that's not uh, a 15-minute job. If he thinks it's a 15-minute job, he's more than welcome to, to do it himself. Uh, or go find a shop that, that will bid it for 15 minutes. Yeah. And, and when I worked for NASCAR, we did just exactly that. This is a oil pump. It's here underneath this oil pan. Yeah. Now, in this particular car, we're going to jack the engine up. And in order to do that, we have to take all the radiator hoses off so we don't pull the radiator apart. And then we're going to jack it up. And then we're going to do this. And then we're going to unbolt the pan. And there's the oil. So it's clips. And yeah. we edited it. So we talked. And then hands worked. Yeah. Then we talked. And then hands worked. And then you got the old oil pump and the new oil pump. And then pan on. And then you pour oil in it. And, yeah. It's a three-minute vignette of the job, but it doesn't represent how long it actually takes. My neighbor is really funny because he came over and told me he replaced his own window motor in there, and he said it was a four-hour job, and he got in a fight with his wife. And yeah. <laughs> he, said, he said it was not fun, and I told him the next time he wants to do that, let me know. I want to videotape that. <laughs> oh, gosh. Uh, 602-508-0960 if you have a car question or a car problem or if you need somebody to chime in or um, my car has a check engine light and the kid at the auto parts store says it's a O2 sensor code, and he says I have four of them, and uh, the four of them together are almost $300. And on top of that, then after we do O2 sensors, then we have temperature um, sensors in the exhaust. And he doesn't know if it not, might not be those as well. So you have all of these dynamics. And the kid at the auto parts store or the young man or the young woman, wh- whoever they have, they the code is just... It says the problem is in Arizona or Utah or Nevada. You have to find the city, the street, and the house number. Yep. That's it. And oftentimes you'll have a code. I'll give you a good example. How many times have you fixed an oxygen sensor code by fixing a vacuum leak? Oh, numerous times, yeah. yeah. It's, it's The oxygen sensor has a range of 1 to 5, and typically the oxygen sensor is in the middle of that range. That's where we want it to talk. So all of a sudden, the oxygen sensor goes full lean, okay? So at that particular point, we're going to have an extreme number. So rich lean, one is lean and rich is five. So it goes to one, and so it says, well, the oxygen sensor says that you know it's run, running real lean, and so people will replace the fuel pump. They'll replace the fuel filter. They'll do lots of work, but in reality, it's a vacuum leak. We don't replace very many oxygen sensors, period. But, you know, and we, we get a lot of oxygen sensor codes, mm-hmm. but we don't replace very many oxygen sensors. There's usually something else. It's, it's, a, it's a fuel temp problem or something along those lines. It's not, it has nothing to, you know, the, the O2 sensor, it just kicks that code on. Well, the, the, the O2 sensor is the messenger. Right. Don't kill the messenger. Right, right. And it really behooves you to have some young man or woman in an auto parts store that's been trained to pull the code and hand you a piece of paper and tells you that you have four, and those oxygen sensors are only about 100 bucks a piece, and you should, if you do one, you should do them all. Yeah, and there's four of them. A lot yeah. Of yeah. So 
I'm, I, I like what you said, and I like how you said it. We don't do many oxygen sensors. We don't kill the messenger. Yeah. It's really a matter of you take the car and you diagnose. And oxygen sensor, what are you seeing? I'm seeing a whole lot of air and not enough fuel. Oh, well, the fuel filter's plugged. Yeah. Uh, we've, repla- we've fixed oxygen sensor codes by replacing the fuel filter because it was plugged and it had a substandard flow of fuel to the engine. Yep. Yeah. Air and water. I mean, air and fuel. Yeah, yeah, air and water. Yeah, and air and water's not good. I got you. I got you. <laughs> I got you covered on that. 602-508-0960. 602-508-0960. Gil, are you awake? Yes, sir. I'm awake. Yeah. Yes, he's awake. I just wanted to make sure that you were awake because I thought maybe we just lost touch with the world. Yeah. Anyway, 602-508-0960. If you call, we're going to ask you this. We're going to say, tell us what kind of car you have, and t- let's talk about the symptoms. We're not interested in what Uncle Henry says that's wrong with your car from Des Moines, Iowa. What we want to talk is symptoms. When does it happen? Hot or cold? Fast or slow? When does the air conditioning really blow cold, and when is it unacceptable? And have you tried to mix the air differently? And what kind of settings do you have on your car? Those are the kinds of things. That's the conversation the doctor's going to have when you have a pain in your posterior, which happens to be my wife, but that's a whole different story. <laughs> and, the, and, and, and the idea is, is we need to center and we need to, to, to cover the area and to find out what it is that we're talking about. I can't tell you how many times people have come in and you open the hood and they have all new spark plugs and all new spark plug wires. And you know that they had a misfire code, so the kid at the auto parts store sold them $300 worth of spark plugs and wires, and they still have the misfire code. And here's one that we had not too long ago. The misfire was obvious when you were sitting in a traffic light with your foot on the brake. So what's that diagnosis, doctor? With your foot on the brake? Yes. Well, it could be a vacuum leak. Booster. Yeah. Brake booster, a vacuum yeah, leak. Yeah, You're right. Yeah. You're right. So it doesn't run bad until I put my foot on the brake. Yeah. Okay. Well, we do have a misfire code, but I'm not going to ignore that because I know that it's brake f- power brake related. Right. And the booster's probably bad. And when you hit it, it goes and it's leaking vacuum. Right. So if we just take the booster out of the equation, then we're, but we're also going to plug in our scanner and we're going to be able to look at the number and we're going to push the brake pedal and we're going to see the number go from three to zero or one. And then we're going to let go of the brake pedal and the number goes from one to three, which is where we want it to be. So we're looking at the O2 sensor while we're sitting there making it happen. 602-508-0960. Dave Martin from Martin Auto. My name is Mark Salem. Every Saturday right here on KKNT 960 talking about cars. And we're happy, happy to help you with your car. 602-508-0960. Did you know Rain Tree Auto Repair is ranked number one in the entire United States by Mercedes-Benz for their repairs? Andy Val, the dad, and his sons, Tom and Paul, operate Rain Tree Auto Body in North Scottsdale. They've been around since 1972. Sure, they fix Kias and Hondas and Chevys and Fords, but they are rated the best for their ability to correctly repair the Mercedes-Benz. Remember, Rain Tree Auto Repair is ranked number one in the entire United States by Mercedes-Benz for their repairs. They have a machine called the Select Bench. It's the same jig they assemble your car on. Rain Tree can put your car back to its pre-loss condition with 100% accuracy. Rain Tree Auto Repair is a BBB member with a plus rating. Rain Tree Auto Repair provides free estimates and they'll give you a lifetime warranty on all paint and bodywork. They use the best glasserate paint and it's waterborne paint so it has no environmental effect. For more information, stop by RainTreeAutoBodyInc.com.
Hi, it's Jim Ryan, General Manager of 960 The Patriot. If I told you human trafficking is the third largest criminal activity in the world, would I have your attention? It's a $32 billion per year industry, and it's on the rise in all 50 states. Why so profitable? Because drugs are used once and they are gone. Victims of child trafficking can be used and abused over and over. Here's the shocker. Only one out of every 100 individuals trafficked will be rescued. Please, can we change that number? Join me and 960 The Patriot in our June campaign to help fund the Stop Traffic Walk. It funds the nation's largest trafficking, rescue, and rehabilitation program at the Phoenix Dream Center and Streetlight USA. A $100 gift will help a girl get her initial medical needs met. A $500 gift will help cover the emergency food costs for up to 130 girls and young women. Please go to 960thepatriot.com and click on the Stop Traffic Walk banner. That's 960thepatriot.com. When I grow up, I want to be a new pair of blue jeans. When I grow up, I want to be a kid's first computer. When I grow up, I want to be a glass countertop in a new home. When I grow up, I want to be a kid's best birthday present. When I grow up, I want to be a football stadium. When I grow up, I want to be a warm place on a cold day. When I grow up, I want to be a fancy backsplash. I want to be a bike that races around the when country. When I grow up, I want to be a bench on a forest when I trail. Grow up, I want to be a rocking chair on when a sunny I up, porch. I want to be a skyscraper. I want to be a... 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 When I grow up, I don't want to be a piece of garbage. And if you recycle me, I won't be. Give your garbage another life. Recycle. Learn how at IWantToBeRecycled.org. A public service advertisement brought to you by Keep America Beautiful and the Ad Council. On the next episode of Recipes for Disaster. So we've got our neighbor Paul coming over tonight for a barbecue, which is why I prepared a delicious lemon rosemary steak marinade for my special collection of old family recipes. To make sure the steaks are extra, extra, extra tender, I left them marinating out on the counter overnight, just like Nana used to. Maria may mean well, but without food safety, it never ends well. Always thaw or marinate foods in the refrigerator at 40 degrees Fahrenheit or below. Or you could make your friends and family really sick. Maria's neighbor Paul didn't think twice about the steak he ate until he was presenting his company's financial forecast to the board. That's when a sudden bout of food poisoning made it explicitly clear that profits weren't the only thing on the rise. Watch Recipes for Disaster at foodsafety.gov. You'll learn the right steps as Maria does everything wrong. Brought to you by the USDA, HHS, and the Ad Council. All about that demon, all the mobile, the metal monster with the polyglass wheels. Hey, welcome the back, everybody. 34 minutes after the hour of 10 o'clock. Dave Martin sitting here with me from Martin's Auto on 16th Street south of, uh, of Indian School. And his family has been in that area since um, covered wagons. His dad <laughs> is Dennis, and I've known Dennis for... Not as many years as you have, but, <laughs> but I always admired him. Let's talk real quick about Action Auto Repair. He's at I-17 in Deer Valley. He's been around since 1983, and I've known Tom since 1983. 
Tom knows the difference between right and wrong and good techs and bad techs and people that sell for the for the benefit of the financial gain versus people who really get uh, tremendous satisfaction out of just finding the problem and fixing the problem and making the customer happy. So if you're up there near I-17 and Deer Valley Road, he's been serving in the North Phoenix area since 1983, and he's a good guy, and he has ASE Master Certified Technicians. That's Action Auto Repair. Let's go to the phones. By the way, the phone number, we have three lines open now, 602 508 960. Daniel, you're first. Hey, Mark. Uh, 2007 Toyota Tundra. Okay. Uh, 180,000 miles. Uh, intermittently, the fan motor for the air conditioning will not work. Uh, no rhyme or reason if it's hot or cold or... Uh, I got this one. So, I got this yeah. one. The gray-haired guy's got this one. <laughs> Do you know where the fan motor's at? Uh, I don't. Okay, it's going to be over there by the glove box, and it's either going to be outside in the engine compartment, or it's going to be underneath the, uh, the the top of the toes of the passenger car of the passenger's feet. Here's okay. why I'm telling you: you can turn it on high. When it works on high, then you're just going to find the fan motor, and when you touch it, the key is on, but the motor's not running, and you're going to feel the fan motor running. So now you know. Okay. So okay. when it doesn't work, and you're in a normal setting where it has worked before. I want you to take the wooden part of a hammer handle and I want you to just abruptly strike the backside, the motor part of the fan and not hard enough to dent the metal or anything like that. You have a 50-50 chance of having that fan come alive. And if that's the case, then if you just replace the fan motor, you'll be fixed. That's how. Uh, I mean, that's one of the things piece, we do. Another piece of that is when it is acting up, uh, you can hear uh, it'll slow down and it's acting tired. It sounds tired, you know. Okay, okay, okay. And 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 it could see normally when we get the brushes down to nothing, it won't work at all. The tired part, once you pull the fan motor out, you may find a couple of pieces of tissue or a half of a cheeseburger in there that fell down through the vent when your wife was driving it, of course. <laughs> okay. Of course. And and so there's all these all these dynamics, but when when it is running, can you capture all four speeds one two three four with your switch? Yep. Okay. Yep. And when you see it laboring, is it an automatic or are you stuck on speed three or four? Uh, well, I'm in Arizona, so we're normally on all 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 the way. Okay, you know, four. So. Okay. And the reason yeah. I ask you is this because we have a resistor. And we're going to feed the the resistor, and it's going to drop the fan speed to low, okay? But in speed four, we take battery straight to the blower motor. So we are bypassing much of the electrical infrastructure on your your climate control panel. So when you go to high, we're running battery, boom, straight to the blower motor. But before that, for speeds one, two, and three, then we're going to run it through a resistor in your control panel, and we're going to slow the fan down for one, two, and three. So the real question is, is where where are you missing? Are you missing four only? Is it intermittent, but you always have one, two, and three? Or when you lose the fan, you don't have it in any one, two, three, or four? Yeah, but, when I lose it, it, it it's not happy in okay. any of the... And if, yeah. you, if you find the blower motor and you hit it and that fan starts working, then I, I'm telling you, I'm 99% sure the replacement of the blower motor would be the appropriate repair. Well, I appreciate it. Okay, good luck to you. Thank you, Daniel. Thank you. 
All right, let's see where we're at. I'm going to go ahead and take Raymond because he's been waiting, and we have open line, 602-508-0960. Raymond, how can we help you? Yes, sir. Um, I just bought a 2013 Dodge Ram 1500 pickup truck with a 5.7 liter with a Hemi. Okay. My question isn't, and I got an engine, and that was back on Wednesday, and I just got an engine like today or last night. My question is, if it comes up to where it's something major, can I take it back to the dealer? Because I bought it from a used dealership and request them to take the truck back, or what's... Do you know anything about that? Yeah, yeah. I've, I've been involved in that kind of dispute resolution business for many years, predominantly on the new car side. But you said you bought it mm-hmm. from a, a dealer or a car dealer that wasn't was a used it a, car dealer. a used car dealer. It's gonna. I'm not an attorney, but I believe the I answer understand. to your question is is it depends on the contract you signed. More than likely, the contract you signed to buy that truck has a dispute resolution paragraph in it, where you promise to do this, this, and this before you park it in front of his place and you write lemon all over it and keep the keys in your pocket, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So, yeah. for, but, but, but let me caution you, don't open this door until you know what it is, okay? I'm going it. to have an inspection done on it on Monday. Okay, because... I already plan to do the inspection, so this just kind of falls in place. Okay, all right. And, and and the reason I'm saying that is is you don't want to light the fire that you may wish you hadn't. So let's figure out what's the matter. So let me ask you a question. Did the transmission give up the ghost? Did the engine give up the ghost? What what, what oh, happened? What if, do you think? If what ha- Well, I kind of know what happened. When the engine light came on and I came to a stoplight, it started running rough. And on the dashboard where it's got all the information about your mileage and everything else and how much gas you're using and whatnot, it dropped from 14.6 average all the way down to 13.8. And on my mileage range, it dropped from 358 miles down to 258 miles. Okay. So it's the engine. No, no, no. (laughs) That's why I'm scared for you. No, no. Oh, okay. I have never fixed a car on those symptoms. Now, I can tell you this much. I left this face and I was at 13.1. When I got down to the river, well, I was one and a half miles to the gallon better than I was before in a one-ton diesel. I, I'm just okay. saying you are, you, you're talking about some really, really big deal that, that, that may queer the deal between you and the guy you bought it for based on two values that move around a lot oh, on the dash. Oh. Actually, I well, I just wanted to know because the engine is running rougher than what it okay. it was running nice and smooth when I bought it, and then the engine started running rough. So it's either an electrical harness or something like oh, that. Oh no, 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 no! See, I'm, this I'm is guessing, what, okay. No, no, but but that's what I want you not to do, okay? Okay, when you come in and you say to experts like me that I'm working for the insurance company for the place you bought it from, and I hear, oh, it's an electrical harness, <laughs> okay, this is going to be an uphill battle. Why don't we just find the problem first and get it fixed, and then everybody will know what's going on. 
So go have it diagnosed. If you don't want to have it fixed, that's fine, but you have to have it diagnosed properly. And I got to take a break and we'll be back right after this. Research shows people remember radio ads that remind them of the past. So to help you remember that Liberty Mutual Insurance Company customizes your home insurance so you only pay for what you need, here's an ad that'll really take you back. Back in my day, I heard a voice from the radio say, Liberty Mutual customizes my home insurance so I only pay for what I need. I'm getting on in years now, but (laughs) heavens to Betsy, there are some things an old fella like me just never forgets. Only pay for what you need at LibertyMutual.com. Liberty, 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 Liberty. Take the Patriot with you wherever you go. The 960 The Patriot mobile app. Your Alexa, TuneIn, iHeart, and Radio.com. It's your voice of reason 24-7. This is Ed Morrissey of HotAir.com for Town Hall. Comedian John Stewart defied media orthodoxy when he declared that he believed that COVID-19 came from a lab leak. Until a few weeks ago, that opinion would have resulted in a Facebook block and castigation of Stewart by the media as a conspiracy theorist or perhaps even a racist. But one high-ranking scientist has repeatedly insisted that the lab leak hypothesis be taken seriously all along. Former CDC director Robert Redfield received death threats from fellow scientists for a CNN interview in March when he called for a thorough investigation of the Wuhan Institute of Virology. Only a few days later, the head of the World Health Organization also demanded a proper look at the lab in the epicenter of the pandemic, vindicating Redfield. Redfield's defiance is no mere footnote. The media and political establishment repeatedly quashed scientific inquiry in service to diplomatic expediency for China's benefit. Redfield's defense of true science must prevail over those enforcing convenient orthodoxies. Publicpolicy.pepperdine.edu. Hey, there he is. How's it going? I'm having a stroke. Are you going to shake my hand or what? I'm having a stroke. Wow, you're not even moving your arm. I'm having a stroke. Are you okay? I'm having a stroke. Your face looks weird, too. I'm having a stroke. Are you having a seizure or something? I'm having a stroke. When someone is having a stroke, they may not be able to say it with words, but their body language will tell you loud and clear. I'm having a stroke. You just need to know the sudden signs. Look for FAST, F-A-S-T, F, face drooping, A, arm weakness, or S, speech difficulty. Then T, time. Time to call 911 immediately because the sooner they get to the hospital, the sooner they'll get treatment. And that can make a remarkable difference in their recovery. Know the sudden signs. Face, arm, speech, time. Spot a stroke fast. Visit strokeassociation.org. Brought to you by the American Stroke Association and the Ad Council. Well, have it your way, 45 minutes after the hour of 10 o'clock. Dave Martin from Martin's Auto. He's on 16th Street south of Indian School, Mark Salem. Been around the valley since 1979, has a repair shop, and this isn't about my repair shop, so I don't even tell you where it's at. Never mind, though, I'm a master tech. I've been around a long time. I've been in the legal arena for a very long time, working for both sides of an issue, and I'm blessed because I get to pick my own. Anyway, we've got Al on the line, but Al, you stay right there because I'm going... What? Hey, I got a question. Okay, go ahead. Um, How many wiring harnesses have you ever replaced in your shop? You know, I was... uh, It's really sick that you and I are on the same page on this, but... um, And and we didn't talk during the break over this. Um, I probably replace a wiring harness because somebody crossed the battery leads or something like that. Somebody installed the battery, put the positive to the negative... We probably do a major harness or or rats. Rats. Rats are a big thing, yeah. We probably do one every two years, and we do, I think we're, I think it's fair to say we do 20 cars a day. 
So the op, it, really, yeah. it's it's something that huh? we we very rarely ever change a wire and harness, and and you named it right there exactly. If somebody d- hooks up something wrong and smokes some wires, or or it's rodents, and the the only two reasons why we usually end up replacing a wire and harness. But right now, with rodents being in the draught and stuff like that, there's the insurance companies rather than pay to have a do a, a complete harness, they're just they're just a total in the car. And so there's a whole lot of cars out there that that could use it. But folks, let me tell you, the, the wiring harness is as big around as a man's wrist. Yeah. You have to connect all the wires on both ends of the harness to their appropriate spots. And you got to run it. And you got to run it. You yeah. got to take the old one out and put the new one in. It's a big job. Yeah. But it's not something that's going to cause the motor to to if it even starts at all. Okay. Um, I want to talk to Al because he's been waiting. Al, thank you for holding. And by the way, the phone number six zero two five zero eight zero nine sixty and the phone number is wide open. Al's got one of four line, or five lines, and you're welcome to grab them. But, Al, how can I help you? Well, good morning. I've got a 1995 Toyota T100. It's got 144000 on it. The air conditioner on it has never been serviced. I bought the truck new, and I've got all the records for it. So I checked back. Okay. And it's not putting out very much uh, cool air anymore. And uh, the type of refrigerant that was in that thing is probably dinosaur age. And I don't know, what about the compressor oil? Does it have to be changed? Well, well, wait a minute. Let me ask a couple of questions. Is I mean, it does blow cool, right? Yes, okay. early in the morning. Okay, okay, that's fine, that's fine. I'm thinking the compressor's okay if it blows cool, yeah. okay? He's got 144,000 miles. Nobody's ever done anything to that. Okay, so Dave and I are going to talk about this. How much? I don't know about you, but we suck it out. We weigh it. <laughs> we put it yep. Okay, so we have equipment that let's pretend that yours holds three pounds of refrigerant. That's three 16-ounce cans, okay? I'm going to suck out your refrigerant. I'm going to clean it up, remove the metal, remove the bypro- or the um, hard products, uh, pieces of trash, and I'm going to remove the moisture, and I'm going to weigh it, and you have 16 ounces, but you need three times 16 ounces. So I'm going to add another two pounds to it, put it back in, it's going to throw ice cubes at you, and that's going to cost approximately... Uh, probably about 160, 170 bucks. And I was going to say 150 plus or minus yeah. 30. Yeah, yeah, right, <laughs> right. And 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 one thing that we do too, and I'm sure you do it too, is we we add some dye to the system to make mm-hmm. sure that down the road, if if it does start to blow warm again or not so cool, mm-hmm. um, we can find the leak because Rion is like an aerosol. And for everybody, but. But if you look at Al, who has a 95, yeah. okay, his air conditioning unit has worked since 95. It, Al, it's, it's more, it's, I mean, that's a world record in my world. I'm not yeah. doubting his, I believe him wholeheartedly. But Al, I think for $150 plus or minus $25, $30, you're going to have that thing blow ice cubes at you and you're done. And we're going to give you back the refrigerant we took out and cleaned up. So the service is hook up a piece of equipment, program the stupid thing, stand there and watch it work, sucks out the refrigerant, weighs it, cleans it, puts it back in, and it says, hey, by the way, Al's two pounds short. You want me to push it? Yes. <laughs> throws in at, and we check. And at the beginning, we say, your center vent temperature was 58 degrees on, on wide open throttle on your air conditioner, and now you're at 38 degrees. That's kind of what the, the information is going to be. Right. Okay? Well, for... for- uh, a truck that's that old original refrigerant in it, 
do they still make that kind of refer to it anymore? It's our 134. It's 134. We're sure it's 134. I just bought some 12 the other day. Did you? I did. I had a customer. A guy called me on the radio, and he says, I got some 12. And I looked, and my, my cost on it, well, I don't remember, it was like $3 an ounce. And so I offered him $3 an ounce, and I bought it. The 12. But there's, if you go out to offer up, there are cans, 20-pound cans of 12 out there that are for sale. So the you need the 134, so it's not the 12. That's the oldest stuff. But the 12 is still available, and frankly, the price is pretty doggone good. Is it? Yeah. yeah. I haven't bought a 12 in a long, long time. As a matter of fact, a, a sh- another shop owner had called me. Uh, yesterday or the day before and asked me if I had any 12 and I I said no I really don't I really haven't any need for it but we don't you know we don't work on a lot of older vehicles and I know you work on way more older vehicles than I do well and and, and see what happens you got two choices you can, if you have 12 and confine it you can put it in yeah. but on the other hand you can convert them to 134 if you yeah. want retrofit them yeah. yeah but but in reality I was so surprised when I went to offer up in some of those other places there's all kinds of r12 now i'm going to take a sniffer along yeah make sure. so that i can make sure it's not full of a little bit of moisture and a whole lot of air compressed air right so i'm going to take a sample of it before i buy it but anyway al you you you're i, I here's what i'm going to say to you al that's a damn good toyota buddy <laughs> yeah. and, and i i think that's all you need 150 dollars. i would i would say that there's 95 percent chance that uh, 150 plus or minus is going to fix your air conditioning problem, and it's going to blow ice cubes at you. That's what, that's what I'm thinking. 602-508-0960, 602-508-0960. Autodynamics is in Sun City. Um, there's a lot of shops in Sun City, but it's the only one that I can really, really tell you about because I know the family that owns it. They've been around since 1982. They're on the north side of Grand, just west of 99th Avenue, so on the northwest corner of Grand and 99th Avenue. Derek is the son of Charles, who owns the company, and Derek is a good young man, and you'll like him immediately. So he has the authority to make things happen, and like I said, it's a family-owned operation. So the only place in Sun City that I can send you to for good car repairs, Auto Dynamics, 99th Avenue and Grand. It, uh, I think when I'm around your dad and those old guys, it's fun just to sit there and listen to them. Now, uh, it's because we're talking about the old-time guys in the gas station businesses in the really 50s, 60s, and 70s. Yeah, and it was a it was a different uh, different time, different way of of doing things, and um, you know, it was it was kind of a fun start, really. I mean, you know, when I was young, I used to like you know pumping gas and mm-hmm. you know and cleaning windshields and you know and, and doing stuff like that. It was. It was it was just different, and you know it was full service back then. And uh, oh yeah, oh yeah. It but but the animosity, the problem with that relationship was mobile Chevron, yeah, Phillips sixty six, um, all the gas companies, and then they hired guys. Well, they didn't. They actually franchised the shop, but they had expectations that it exceeded most. Of, but I understood what they were trying to do. They were having huge expectations and hoping you could come close to them. But we saw those as we're never going to hit that mark. I'm never going to double my gasoline volume. Well, and and they wanted their image to be perfect, you yes. know, and and they were really on you to make sure that their image didn't get tarnished by, you know, having a, a cruddy place or dirty place or whatever. So, uh, you know, I learned at a very young age that was one of the things that you know what you want to keep your shop clean. You want to make sure that everything is where it should be, and and that's the way you should run a business anyway. But but they that was a big thing back then was image. Now, people, I'm going to draw a picture. 
there's these round concrete things that have the pumps, and those are called islands. Yeah. Okay? Around the outside of the islands is a half-round piece of metal, so as you pull in, your tires would hit this half-round piece of metal, and it would just guide you away from the pumps, right? Right. As kids, we got on our hands and knees, and we had to paint the islands. We had to paint the islands sometimes once a month, and you had no choice. You, and that's what they wanted. They wanted the islands painted. Today I know that the reason they wanted the islands painted was too many people were climbing up on the islands with their tires and knocking their pumps down, and the pump was thousands and thousands and thousands of dollars. Plus, it knocked that whole island out of commission. So if you had three or four islands and you lost one, that's 25% of your available nozzles. But I can't tell you how many times I, I painted. I worked for Ken Vivian at the Shell Station in Tempe. I worked for Chuck Knighty at the Shell Station Indian School in I-10, or I-17. Um, I've worked at a lot of gas stations, and I always painted islands. Well, we still have an island. Um, we have a big canopy in front of our shop, and uh-huh. it has an island around it. And, and, of course, keeping it up now. And the biggest problem we have now is not customers running into it or anybody running into it is the skateboarders. They like to jump up and down, and so then they scratch it, so then you end up painting it because of that reason. You, you can, I'll, I'll teach you how to fix that with the skateboarders. <laughs> Just go out there with a, a mop with a lot of oil on it. <laughs> it's really hard to skateboard when you've greased the, the concrete that they're jumping around on. <laughs> and, and, and when they put their foot down to kind of give them a push and, they, and their foot kind of slips and stuff like that, it's really, I'm, I'm making fun. I have not done that. I did hear somebody did, that did that. But um, it's, it, those skateboarders were around in the 60s and 70s yeah. doing the same thing on yeah. the smooth concrete in our gas stations. So it was it was something that that happened back then. So when it comes to cars, you're welcome. We're going to be back here in another in a few minutes for another hour. The lines are wide open. 602-508-0960. 602-508-0960. This is the Patriot KKNT 960 in Phoenix, and you're welcome to call. What we'd like you to do is tell us about the year, make, and model of your vehicle, and then let's talk about the symptoms, what it is that it's doing or not doing, and you want it to do. And Dave and I have extensive experience, and we can usually get pretty doggone close, and we can give you some parameters with respect to cost, like I just did a few minutes ago, and Dave's certainly capable as well. If we're going to suck all your Freon out, clean it up, put it back in, and add a little extra to bring you to the full mark, and it's really called an electronic dipstick. It's really that. We have equipment that's an electronic dipstick for your air conditioning. It's not something you're going to buy, and it's not something you're going to rent. It's a very expensive piece of equipment. But here's the great news. The great news is we're going to take your refrigerant out, clean it up, remove the moisture, remove the trash, and put it right back in your car. And we're not going to charge you for that refrigerant. That's part of the service fee. And then we're going to add a little bit. So it's kind of like taking your old four quarts out of your engine, four quarts of oil out of your engine, cleaning it up and putting it back in and adding one more quart to it to make you full. So that's kind of the way it is. 602-508-0960. It's easy to give us a call, and we'd be happy to help you. And when we come back, we're going to talk about a shop. That's Larry Harker's Autos at 38th Avenue and Indian School. It's been around since 1967. These guys have been like your dad and I, been around a long time. But at Harker's, what they've really got is they got Bob in the shop along with Jeremy, and then you've got Ellen at the front counter, and Bob and Ellen are married. Both of them, everybody knows their job there, and they're really good at diagnosing problems, as well as changing your oil and changing your fluids and doing all the other normal maintenance kinds of stuff. There's some shops in town that really excel 
at the diagnostic process and here's the difference between them and the rest that can't and they know what questions to ask and they can you can save a lot of money if you'll just stand there in front of them and answer the questions with one of three answers yes no or I don't know and that helps so immensely but a lot of people just don't have the time to do that but I suggest to you you'll save money if you just spend the time and hopefully your shop will ask you those kinds of questions. So 602-508-0960. Dave Martin and Mark Salem, and we're right here, and we'll be here for another hour in probably about three or four minutes. 602-508-0960.